to the Backbeat Podcast. Backbeat Podcast aims to bring the behind the scenes of the Australian music industry to the audience with an entertaining yet honest and transparent look into all facets of the industry, all while bringing new local music to new ears. In this episode, we bring you up to speed on our ISO hiatus and new developments, and we chat to Ryan from The Motion below about their latest releases, his advice on how to make the best of your band, and his Aussie heavy favourites. Enjoy! Okay. <laughs> That's exactly what our theme sounds like. So hello. Hello. It's been a while. It's been a it's been a hot minute. It's been a hot two months. <laughs> Haven't had my face in front of this microphone. And in front of your face. I know. In oh my God. so long. Oh. The outdoors. Outdoors. <laughs> the great outdoors. The great outdoors. Yeah. Um, Holy heck. So yeah, we're back with um, a couple of things. We wanted to give you guys a full update on everything that's happened in that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the social media we can start with. We've got we hit two hundred on Instagram, Woo-hoo! which happened so fast, so quick. Like we hit a hundred a month or two ago. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, we did a hundred. Let's make a, a big thing about it. And then like <laughs> the next day, we were like two hundred, one hundred seventy. Like what the heck? What the like? hell? <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. It happened so quick. It was so exciting. And now we're lulling again, but that's okay. That's fine. We haven't had content out. We're it makes sense. New content. Yeah. Um, and in that time, we've also added to our team even more so. Who did we have last time? We had Cell yeah. working and Tori, and I think that was it. Mm-hmm. And now we've got. We've got a ton. Four, four more team members. New members, yeah. So we've welcomed on Lauren Barry, mm-hmm. who is primarily photographer, mm-hmm. but she also has her own little music publication as well. Yeah. Which is, oh, what is it? Um, In the line or something? In the line? In the line? Yeah. Is Wait, that it? it <laughs> we don't even know. That's bad. We're so sorry, Lauren. <laughs> we love you. Um. I in think the it's line. In the line. In the line. Yeah. Yeah. Where um she posts like a lot of her own um like music reviews um and blogs re- regarding um the industry. Yeah. I don't think she's done any writing for us yet. No, not yet. But um But she's going to. But yeah, but pre yeah. pre corona she did a couple of yep. a couple of photography gigs for us, which was awesome. So super excited for her to be doing um some more stuff with us. Once gigs start happening again, it'll be super fun. But um, yeah, yeah. And then there's we've got um, Panjadi, who I actually worked with at um, Land of Plenty. Mm-hmm. So she was one of the volunteers, sort of with me, sort of under me. I don't know. I was I was supposed to be I was assistant to the site manager or something like that, and she was just a regular sort of assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was really cool. And she's in a local band called the Spaghetti Stains. Mm-hmm. And they're so funky. And Stan. Their merch is so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she's now joined the team as a reviewer and she is incredible. Have you read the stuff that she's posted that we published for her? She did three over a weekend. She, I remember them coming out really quick. I was yeah. like, damn, this girl's killing she it. She sent them all to me at once, like over three <laughs> days. She smashed them out and sent them all to me and I'm like oh my and they're really good too mm-hmm. she knows how to write so well her tone is amazing yes I'll check them out um, absolutely 
So she's cool. Mm-hmm. And then there's Dan and Paul, which I, I just find it really funny that both of the first guys to join our team, both of their names end with man. <laughs> yeah. We got Waxman and we got Blitzman. Yeah. <laughs> I just find that we amazing. got some man. <laughs> yeah, because we need another perspective. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, they're both really cool. Dan runs this page that's actually been really, really cool to be a part of called The Daily Writing Thing. Mm-hmm. on Facebook, which it's nearly at 1.3 thousand members now. Yeah. Um, so he's he's bugging about that. He's like, we're almost there, but we're not. Come on, people, share. It's a really fun group to be in, honestly. Like, Yeah, and it's great to share things like this in as well. I think a lot mm-hmm. of our – all the new members actually, Paul, Dan, and Panjadi all came because I posted in that group. Mm-hmm. So that I'm was awesome. I'm pretty sure I think Cell's in that group now as well. Yeah, I think she is, yeah. She um, knows Paul. She already knows Paul somehow. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, I was talking to someone the other day and, like, someone was talking to them. It must have been It must have been Dan. Yeah. Um, I think she knows Dan. Maybe. Yeah. Probably. Was talking about that and then they were like, wait, I know who runs that. Oh, God, who was it? <laughs> oh, anyway, irrelevant. <laughs> um, but yeah, how weird. So yeah, weird, like, every, people talking about circle. us. Um, and then there's Paul, who mm-hmm. is unhealthily obsessed with ballpark music. Yeah. Um, He's got the best ballpark merch. Yes, the Bunnings. The Bunnings yeah. crew neck. Yeah. It's sick. It's um, it's his picture on our website if you want to go check it out. It is. It's, it's amazing. Um, and he's done a bit of writing before. He was. It was so cool to bring him on because he's done so many cool interviews with other people before. Mm-hmm. Like I think he did stuff with The Beat and he interviewed Nothing But Thieves, I think it was, or someone like that. <gasps> that's awesome. And I was like, that's fucking that's phenomenal. That's so cool. Wow, amazing. I know. Yeah. And, oh, I was just like, bro, you're excited to join us. We're excited for you to join us. Like, <laughs> You've done some amazing stuff. So he's on the team now. So happy to have all these new people and it's so exciting that people want to like. Actually get involved. Yeah. Yeah. And it it feels really good to be able to like give these people who just love music, Mm. love writing about it, being able to give those people the opportunities to do that. You know, it's, it's really, really cool. And it's so cool to see them excited about being here as well. Because I'm like, oh, we have a team. We're, we're doing <laughs> we're <team>. things. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited to – well, I mean, we could do it now, like now that um, restrictions have relaxed. Mm. Honestly, would love to get yes. everyone together. We'll do a, a dinner. get-to-know sesh, probably maybe like a little bit of a photo shoot as well. Oh, my God. For no, some promo We picks. should book out Stay Gold. Hell yeah, let's do it. For that. Yeah. We should do that. Okay. On that note, venues are reopening. Woo! Um, Staygold is one of them. I did work there, hopefully (laughs) still do when we're open again. Um, (laughs) But, um, yeah, with the isolation restrictions loosening up a little bit, don't know if it's going to be a good thing, but we'll find out. Yeah. Um, I think it's a bit hasty, but, I mean, what can we do? We'll see. Yep. Don't make any brush decisions, guys. <laughs> be be safe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I just I had a brainwave. Yeah. I think it would be so cool if we could get, like, all of us together yeah. and, like, do, like, a bit of a Q&A kind of session. Like, yeah. get everyone having a bit of a chat on the podcast as well. I True. think that would be really fun. Um, if, if y'all, y'all are interested team in- members are listening, yeah. you can. <laughs> Let us know. Want to come chat with Give us? Give us a share. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, what else is there? You have a dog. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, I've got a new housemate and she's a cute little greyhound. <laughs> and she's brought a lot of joy, a little bit of destruction, but mostly joy. <laughs> and she's very cute. And um, she's been very well behaved while we've been doing the podcast. Yeah. So bless her little soul. Oh, she's napping outside she's, right oh, now. She's napping out in the sunshine. Her head is on a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> she's so funny. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Yes, that's been that's been really nice and nice. So having a little cuddly creature. Yeah. How are your um how's Tumeric going? He's just as Tumeric destructive. Tumeric is cat, he's and he's just the best cat in the world. <laughs> I miss him so much. Yeah, look, he lost his collar. The blue um, one? Yeah, with a bow tie, but oh. he also, in the process, it must have just, like, fallen off while he was hanging out in the neighbourhood or something. Mm-hmm. But that also meant that he lost the $25 engraved name tag. What a dick. On it, <laughs> with my number and his name. And I'm like, for real? <laughs> if you get lost now, you're lost, forget. <laughs> you're good, you're gone. Like it. Oh, and, yeah, exactly, his little ID tag, mm. his registration tag. I need to register him. <laughs> I haven't re-registered him back home yet. Hopefully the Bendigo Council is not listening. (laughs) (laughs) Don't come for me. Don't come at me. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do it soon. Um, But yeah. Oh my God, fun story time. Okay, so obviously during ISO, me and Jamil really wanted to keep the podcast going, Uh but it it just got really hard to try and like work out things like over Skype or Zoom and like trying to like get people um, booked in. Booked in. Um, So um, we were doing a bit of a test run on Skype a few weeks ago <laughs> just to see if, like, we could actually do this. And then, like, all of a sudden there's, oh like, God. this ruckus <laughs> happening on Jamil's end in Bendigo. <laughs> um, oh, fuck. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, next minute her mum runs in being like, Jamil, call the police. And I'm like, what? What's, what's going on over there? <laughs> and, um... Well, it was like there was people with knives in my street <laughs> and it's not the first time it's happened, which is even worse. Um, there was like a woman and two guys, I think it was, just like screaming at each other mm. down down, down the street. And we, I live in like outer suburbia. Like it's quiet. Mm-hmm. We don't have shit. We don't have trucks coming through. We don't have traffic lights. Like it's just suburbia. Mm-hmm. And so when you can hear the neighbors yelling, you can really hear them yelling. <laughs> and my mom thought I was watching a TV show, like a cop show or something. <laughs> and she's like, is that, what are you watching? And I'm like, I'm not, I'm on Skype with Gabby. She's like, I was like, Hey, <laughs> wait, so that's real. Like that's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's outside. That's in the street. I can Yes. Mm. She's like running up and down the hallway <laughs> telling me to either call the police or not call the police. I'll call the police now. They're doing it again. Oh, don't call the police. It's okay. It's fine. They're, they're relaxing. And then there was a knife and <laughs> um, and I was on the phone to the police. I called them and she does this thing. Anytime there's something like that, she's really bad with panic mm-hmm. when it comes to those situations. Yeah. And she doesn't understand the concept of the fact that I am listening to the police officer on the phone and her (laughs) trying to refer what is going on. And she's in the background going, and this, and this, and this, and this, and tell them this. And I'm like, just fucking take it. And she took the phone phone and starts telling them. So this guy on the phone is like, oh, okay, now I'm speaking to a different person. So I have to take a new record of who I'm speaking to. Um, The guy sounded like so dumb. He was like, "Eh, it's. This happens every day. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like, yeah. And then they turned up and I don't know what happened. They fucked off, but it happened again. 
Oh, really? It happened since then. <laughs> it was just such a weird time. Like, of course, it was like that old times when we were just trying, yeah. to, like, <laughs> trying to do something a little bit important there, guys. Yeah. Keep it down. Just, like, just chill out, guys. Uh, Play with your knives later. That was like peak excitement. It's really? Terrifying. They're all fun. on drugs. I don't Honestly. know. <laughs> yeah, shit's getting hard for people. It's getting yeah. real hard. But um, hopefully now restrictions are easing off. Mm. We're going to have a whole lot more content to bring to you guys, which we're super excited. Yep. Um, more interviews and all that fun stuff. We've got this one sorted that we're this intro is for, and then we've got one another one sorted with Jack Pierce. He's going to be the next one. We're going to bring that up. We're going to post that in, in a week. We're not going to make you wait a whole fortnight because we've yeah. been gone for like two months now. And it was a really fun interview. It yeah, really, really it was fun. great. He's literally just left like an hour ago. He's, yeah, he's <laughs> just a bowl full of energy and laughs. Yeah, and it was, it was so wholesome to just get back into what we love doing. Yeah, why we're here in the first place. Exactly. Super exciting. So we hope you guys are excited for that because it was a really great episode. Um, but before then, we chatted to well, I chatted to Ryan from the Motion Below, who are a Melbourne-based sort of hardcore, a little bit of metal band. Um, who have recently released the second part of a series. Um, what was the first one called? Dead Ends. Mm-hmm. And then the second part has come out called Truth Hurts, and it's amazing. We were just listening to it earlier. Um, I've it had it on repeat. Off. It does. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I had a chat to Ryan about the new release, about the process, and probably the most interesting part about how to – uh, develop your band the best mm-hmm. way possible as a newbie on the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really interesting. And we'll play that for you in a minute. But is there anything else we want to go over? I don't know. Um, yeah, we're really just – it's the first time we've gotten together in a while, so we're really just like spitballing a lot of ideas yeah. at the moment. Honestly, we really want to hear from you guys, you know, like mm. – Check out our online stuff because we've been posting so much online content because of this whole isolation thing. Mm-hmm. Um, heaps of reviews and blog posts and n- industry news. There's been so much going on in this time because everyone's stuck at home so they've got time to record and yeah. write. Mm-hmm. So definitely check out all the online stuff in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be really fun as well maybe if we um, update our Spotify, we might get like a brand new playlist out for you guys. Yeah. Which could be fun, like with a lot of like new music that we've been listening to, um, and like new stuff that's been coming to us mm-hmm. um, from like PR people, like a lot of like awesome local mm. local music. But um, yeah, we're just really excited to to just really jump back into everything. Woo! Yeah, we're back, baby. <laughs> we're back. Hopefully for a while this time, <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, thanks for listening and being here so far, if yeah. you are. Thanks for hanging on if if you've been here for a while. Yeah. We really appreciate it. We really do. It's I been, say hugs. It's been difficult, but we're getting there. Mm-hmm. We're surviving. Hopefully you are too. Yeah. Let us know how your ass is going. Let yep. us know who you're listening to. Who's Just the, talk to us. Who's we're, the first um, thing you're going to see, first actor you're going to see out of ISO? Um. Well, I was meant to be seeing City in Colour in oh, yeah, April. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't think any dates have been rescheduled for no. that, obviously, just because, like, he's an international act. He's yep. from Canada. 
And I think he had a whole other tour outside of Australia mm. that got um, cancelled as well. So there's going to be a whole lot of that, whole lot of stuff that he's going to have to reorganise. So, you know, don't know if that's going to happen like this year or not. And like, I don't think international travel is going to be happening for a while anyway. Mm, so not in like, the same way, no. Absolutely not. So, um, honestly, as soon as yeah. there are gigs that I can go to, I think I'm I'm going to be there yeah. no matter what. Local I think, shit. Yeah, like I think. Um, there are there are plans for doing like drive-in gigs. Yeah, like, they've started doing those now. Yeah, like yeah. Are, are they happening in Melbourne? Or I think they've announced the first one, but I don't know the details. Mm. Which is honestly like a pretty sick idea, you know. Like I love going to like the drive-in movies. It's so fun. It's It'll like a just, whole other experience. It's just going to be so weird to sit in your car and just look <laughs> look yeah. up at that and just be like, yeah, but sitting <laughs> in your car. <laughs> but, um, I would absolutely love to go to something like that. Um, and, like, I guess a lot of – there have been a lot of, like, streaming, like, online mm. festivals that have been happening as well. Mm-hmm. But, um, oh, I just want to fucking dance, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I just want to, like, get out there and yeah, get up in, like, some sweaty bodies, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird thing to miss. But, like, yeah. oh, like, just being, like, rubbing up against some random dude that's sweating on you. Like, I miss that. Mm. Like, oh. Like I'll get there and I'll be like, fuck this. But, yeah. oh. <laughs> this is disgusting. <laughs> yeah, because I think I've been to a gig since like early early March, late Feb, mm-hmm. you know. That's fucked. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, what about you? Man. Um, I don't have anything, like I didn't have anything pre-purchased or anything like mm-hmm. that. But um, seeing as I work, hopefully, mm-hmm. <laughs> at Stay Gold, um, I'm sure it'll be something there because mm-hmm. they, like any other venue, they will have a lot of thing, lot of lot of acts wanting to get out there as soon as possible. Yeah, hundred percent. So there'll be a lot of shit going on once we're able to do it to the best mm-hmm. that we can. Um, but I honestly have no idea about <laughs> specifics. Um, I keep forgetting to actually sit down for the live streams though. Yeah, same. I keep forgetting they're on. Yeah, and then I miss them and I'm like, fuck, like, oh shit, mm-hmm. that was my opportunity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, hopefully I can start booking a few soon would be great. <coughs> but we'll see, as with everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but um, as I think we've said this in, like, the last however many episodes, but, like, we will have merch soon. Oh, my God, we yeah. We promise. <laughs> <laughs> we promise. You know, you make promises in ISO and, like, sometimes it just doesn't happen. <laughs> and that's all right. You gotta forgive yourself, cause not everything's gonna be perfect. Yeah, but we promise we'll have. We'll no, get there. Uh, I'm not gonna promise actually. <laughs> <laughs> we hope, but um, fingers crossed. Yeah, definitely keep an eye on our socials. We'll probably like, I don't know, put up a little like some like ideas that we have for merch. Maybe do a little vote to see what you guys like. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we're super excited to like wear ourselves. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it's going to happen at some point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess we'll just lead into the interview. Mm-hmm. Um, so I caught Ryan while he was still out on the street. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we hope that the quality of this call is decent enough. Mm-hmm. I think it's all right to listen to. It's just 
some really interesting stuff that we talked about, a lot of stuff to do with obviously the topic of their new releases, uh, covering mental health and addiction and those sort of things. It's a bit heavy but it's interesting and it's it's real. It's, it's, it's definitely necessary, yeah. especially in a time like now where people are dealing with being cooped up with their own heads. Mm-hmm. Um, some people love it, some people really don't. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully you enjoy this little phone call it's the first time we will be publishing a phone call interview as well Mm -hmm. so let us know what you think of the sound quality or anything like that um definitely not the best but not the worst Mm -hmm. um and if you know the boys give them a shout because they're great great local boys and if you don't know the boys bloody check them out because this new stuff they're releasing is solid Mm. you know like if you're into, I don't know, they sounded a little bit like a little bit at, like old Amity Affliction a little bit. Like, yeah. um, the, the goal with it when they first started the band was metal. Mm-hmm. And so they're a bit like, there's a bit of clean in there. There's a bit of heavy, hard, uh, like screaming, but it's mm-hmm. just really good hardcore stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And yep. really well produced as well, which is a, a, a huge topic that we talk about in the interview as well. So get in there if you want to know how to best put together your band and and make it make it an actual success. Mm-hmm. Give give that a listen. Yeah. Um, um, the interview itself is only twenty minutes, but there's a lot in there. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, thanks thanks for hearing us dribble on about shit that Woo-hoo. we've been doing and not doing. And I yeah. say, yeah. Um, honestly, I think we're just really glad to be back. We're just so glad to be doing stuff again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, super excited for you guys to hear this one. And also, uh, hopefully you tune in next week for our interview with Jack as well. Cause it was so much fun. Mm. Like, so, so, so much fun. Like, I think I said at one point that this is the most we've laughed in an episode. Yeah. So far. Absolutely. So, so many laughs. He so relatable as well. Like yeah. with how he's dealing with isolation, like, Yeah. Yeah. It was it was it was a fun time. So yeah, please check it out. Yep. Um and thank you. And <laughs> enjoy, I guess. Enjoy, yeah. Catch you later. Bye. Bye. But not bye cuz interview. Keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> Here's right. the interview with Ryan. The following is a phone call between myself and Ryan from the motion below. As mentioned, it is a phone call, so the sound isn't as optimal as the rest of the episode, but it was still an interesting chat. If you'd rather read than listen, we do have a shortened version of the interview written on our blog. So definitely go check that out. Here's Ryan. Hey, how you going? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? Not too bad. That's good. Are you keeping yourself busy in isolation? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm on my day off at the moment, so just out running around doing a few things. But... Cool, cool, cool. So True Church is the most recent release with the video and everything. Um, in the second half of the series, why did you decide to do that in a two-parter? Um, we, like, had spoken about doing a multiple-part, like, thing for, like, quite a few years. And um, we just sort of, like, never got around to actually completing it. And then after we did Cronus Complex <clears throat> um, last year when we went to the studio, we were going in for two singles and we'd spoken about, like, a, like addressing a particular topic and wanting to uh, attack it in like a multiple part series so me and the boys like had a quite a few conversations about it and um tom and aiden had this idea that they wanted to address substance or not necessarily like a um what's the word like addiction but 
it wasn't we didn't want it to be addiction in the sense of like it was particularly substance abuse or any type of like alcohol or drug we just wanted it to be addiction in like a, an umbrella term so it could be multiple things or it could be anything that someone could uh, be dealing with or something like that so make it more relatable across the board yeah exactly so the main thing was that we wanted it to be particularly about the vicious cycle of addiction though so even though like it wasn't necessarily about substance it sort of loosely was based on that particular concept of someone being addicted to substance so sort of how people or you know people will be addicted to whatever it is and their daily life will be based around solely that particular thing that they do so yeah. whether it's drugs or alcohol they'll go through the cycle of getting up on any day that you will usually, you know, sleep in for the majority of the day, go about doing a few things and then end up reverting back to the substance. So the substance yeah. rules their life. And then mm -hmm. from there, you know, they sort of, in like the story, their protagonist knows that he's addicted to something and the substance is ruling his life. And you can visually see it in the music videos that he's struggling with that fact and even though he's trying to free himself from like the chains of addiction, he can't. And he feels ostracized from the rest of the world and paranoid, I guess. And because of that, he ends up just drawing back to being addicted to something and ends up basically losing his mind because of that. Yeah, we. I noticed, um, I guess, one of the things I kind of picked up in the music video was... Um, when he went to walk out the front door and saw someone, it was kind of like a confrontation he didn't want to deal with. Yeah, basically. It was pretty much. Yeah. He felt like as soon as he went to walk out the door, he felt like the rest of the world was sort of like just, you know, everyone was looking at him is basically the deal. So yeah. he feels like as soon as he leaves his, his comfort zone, which is his own, his own house, um, he feels as if he's being ostracized from the rest of the world and everyone is sort of just, judging him from a distance I guess and that's why in the video he ends up just turning back around and going straight back into the house where there's yeah. nobody else yeah for sure um I find that most of these heavy music genres and I think everyone will agree that um most of these heavier genres often explore those sort of themes of mental health issues and physical issues like abuse and addiction and things um and Topics like that often come from personal experiences and, and, and knowing people who have gone through those things. Is that the case here? Uh, in a sense, yes, it is. I mean, like, none of us are obviously being, like, addicted to drugs in a sense. Yep. But it definitely comes from, it stems from, you know, whoever's personal experience and other people that we've known. So, yeah, I guess that is true. Yeah, okay. What would be like the ideal message you like to convey when talking about all this thing to your audience? Um, I don't know. I guess in a positive sense, it would be to try and you know make sure that if that's if if someone is in that position, then I guess try not to do what we sort of orchestrated in the video and actually reach out to people. And you know, even though if you feel like you are being ostracized from the world there's always someone that's going to be there that's going to want to listen to you and going to want to help you. Like all you have to do is ask for help. Whereas yeah, for like sure. what we sort of like did in the video was the exact opposite where the character didn't 
sort of reach out for help. All he did was keep himself confined and end up basically, you know, drawing into a, a, a mindset of paranoia and losing his mind, which is obviously the complete opposite that we want to portray yeah. people as an audience. We don't want to obviously send that message out to people that this is what you should do. Um, it was more sort of like we wanted to orchestrate, we wanted to attack that message in a way that, you know, it would obviously, I guess, people could relate to it in a, in a personal way and yeah. hopefully they obviously do something positive about it. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Um, the videos for Dead End and Truth Hurts were both directed by Martin Wood. He's worked with a bunch of amazing local apps, including some friends of mine. Um, yeah. It all looks amazing, but what was it like working with Martin? Uh, well, he's, like, so easy to work with. He's such a good dude, and he just, like, he just has the knack of he knows what his vision is and how to attack it. So we, like, met Martin first when we shot our previous music videos with Colin Jeffs and Martin assisted on those videos. So that's how we kind of met him. And then when we did these singles, we we wanted, we sort of, like, we wanted to work with him because we'd already worked with him before and because he's Melbourne-based as well. So yeah. that was kind of why. But working with him in general, like, we told him what we wanted, the, what the vision was and how we wanted them to come out. And he just took that idea and then just just basically everything, the whole video, like all of it was his idea. Like we sat down with him on a phone call one night and he was like, this is what I've got. Like this is what I think we want to, how I want to do it. And, you know, this is the setting that I've got. And even with like Dead Ends, the idea of having that like backdrop behind us when we're playing and you can, you know, visually see that it's clearly a backdrop we're playing in front of. Like, that was all his idea as well. And he was like, yeah. sort of just, he took ideas from different band concepts and music videos that he's seen in the past and worked on. And we sort of took those and tried to, I guess, like, use it in our own way. So, but like, all of the, um, all of like the, the story in the actual video, videos themselves, like, all of that, he shot it all, obviously. But, the way that the actor sort of like portrayed himself and the character it was basically like just him. Like we just sort of just like stood there and watched and we we're like, yeah, man, that's cool. Like your ideas are great. We trust you pretty much. So yeah, well, that's he's good. really good. He's really, really that's good great. to work with. Awesome. Um, I was reading through some earlier interviews that you had done with behind the scene. I think it was a few years ago now. Um, but the idea for the band initially originated from seeing Bellhaven play at Plastic when you were sort of planning to start a band anyway. Um, mm -hmm. And I work for Destroyer Lines and everything, so it was cool to find out that that's where that came from. But are the local bands like Bellhaven, like the primary influence or inspiration, or where do you draw that from? Oh, uh, well, I used to play in another band, so before The Motion Below. And I've known um, like Chris and Dave for years. I actually went to primary school with Chris from Bellhaven. So I've known him for like a long time and we were like really close friends in like the beginning when Balhaven first started out. So I was just there as a friend, but my mm -hmm. old band had like dispersed and we'd, yeah, like broken up as a band. And I was originally going to start like a more of an alternative, like a rocky band uh, yeah. before the Motion Boy was like an idea. And I remember, yeah, going to Plastic that night. It was like Queen's birthday or something when they played. And I was just like, nah, I want to play metal again. Like, I just <laughs> play metal. It's like where, like, all my roots are from playing music. And that was kind of it. Like, 
So, I mean, like, as a band, like, everyone's seen them. They just, they got this, like, essence live that no other band really has. Um, yeah. So, I mean, in the sense, yeah, it was an inspiration, but it was more just, like, drilled it into me that I just wanted to play metal still in some form. So, yeah. So where did that original interest in metal in particular come from? Like, wh- what are your roots? I guess, like, well, when I first started playing music, I personally was, like, more of a rock, like, playing in rock. So, like, I was always playing, like, Green Day covers and stuff like that. And then as, I guess, I sort of delved further into music and got a little bit older, I obviously spanned out to, like, Escape the Fate and Parkway Drive and all that kind of stuff in high school. And I just yeah. sort of went from there. Like, my first band, we started when I was in year 12, I think. And we were, like, a deathcore slash melodic metalcore band. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like all the inspiration from back then was definitely like those, you know, 2000s, like post-hardcore bands, like Bought for My Valentine, Escape the State, Parkway Drive, all that kind of stuff. And yeah. I'm sure the rest of the boys would agree. Like we all pretty much have the same sort of roots. So. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, I think you'd also been asked a similar question to this before, but it's a few years later. Um, yeah. What important things have you learned? in the more recent years as a band and um, are you still doing what you set out to do have you got like different sp- perspectives or anything has changed i think um like the vision was always from the start obviously like our, our name itself the motion blow like we always felt like we were sort of like the underdogs we always wanted we always like we wanted to be the band that sort of come out from underneath from nowhere and was creating waves you know whether it's on a local level or not that slowly emerges through, you know what I mean? And, like, over the years, like, most of the bands that were around when we first started aren't even around anymore. And I think that sort of goes to show, I guess, in a sense, our determination and, like, what we originally set out to do. Um, But I suppose, like, from the beginning, like, we had a very sort of, like, we went through a phase where we tried to do everything DIY and, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I guess... If I don't know, we we sort of tried to do things where we tried to save as much money as we could, and like no matter how hard you do it, like it works for some bands, but it just if you try and DIY everything, it just doesn't work. Like yeah. you need to you need to put the money into the band, into the right places, you know, to make the content, make those music videos, make your band sound good in the studio, and take the time to make sure all those things will make you look good especially online, like, these days, especially, like, obviously in the music industry and especially now with everything going on, your online presence is everything. And if, you know, someone sees you online and you have a really crappy image, you have poor quality music, your music videos aren't produced well, like, all that stuff, it takes away from your band and who you are. And we have definitely learned, um, especially through all the process of, like, basically through the cycle of Cronus Complex, like doing everything right and putting the money into those particular things like PR, studio, all of the content that you create, it, it's really important and it really, like, it. You, we personally ourselves have seen the results putting that money in in the last year than we have before that. I think that's like a really important thing that people sort of like don't grasp until you actually do it. Yeah. Like, and don't, don't get me wrong, it costs a fortune. Like, it costs oh, yeah. so much money <laughs> to do your band that way. But the results are insane. Like, 
a year, I was talking to our PR agent this morning and we were all talking about how well Truth Earth has done in the last week. And yeah. um, literally a year ago, we had 29 monthly listeners on Spotify. And like, you know, no one listened to our band, no one cared who we were. Right. Like, and from that stage, we made sure we did everything right. And as much as it burns out a hole in your bank account, like it, you know, the results show like that doing those things, the, like doing those things and putting the money into it and obviously putting the money where your mouth is, it gives you results. And yeah, it's a delayed satisfaction. Exactly. And if you look now, like we're almost 12 years on from the release of State of Decay, sorry, 12 months from five years. <laughs> and um, we're now, you know, comfortably sitting at over 10,000 monthly listeners. Our new oh, single yeah. came out a, a week ago and it's on 7,000 streams. Like, you know, the numbers don't lie. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah sure. that's sort of like one thing when we're at shows and, you know, we're hanging out with other bands and friends and stuff, um, especially bands that are younger, younger than us and sort of ask us for those, that, like, you know, advice or, how a lot of people seem to be really impressed when we did Corona's Complex because we sort of obviously like went from a band that was just a you know a local band like everyone else to sort of somewhat making our name for ourselves and yeah. I've had like you know a few conversations with a few bands and like you know how did you do it like what's it like working with those people and stuff like that and I always tell people like you just have to put the money in like that's sort of at the base of it all, that's where it all stems from. Because if you put the money in, you'll get the results. And, um, yeah. What would you say, it, like, for new bands who haven't quite started and grasped what to put their money towards, what would you say is the first priority? Um, most of it would be production. Like, making sure you go to you go to producers and engineers that are going to give you the best product. So, like, in, in the past, like, we've gone... Don't get me wrong, Al, like the previous producers we've gone to have been fantastic, but we didn't have that hands-on experience where we went into the studio with material and we sat down for, you know, three days straight and just tore everything to shreds in post-production. And, like, I think it's really important these days, especially in an industry that's so, um, what's the word, like, just, um, like, built up. There's, you know, there's so oversaturated. There's so many yeah. bands in Australia alone. And, you know, a lot of bands, they sort of like, they, a lot of bands sound the same. And when you're in an industry that is so oversaturated and everyone's trying to do the same thing, like, you know, it's, it's hard to make a name for yourself. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think it's production step one is really important because you can stem from there. But when we did went into the studio for Cronus Complex, we changed producers um, and we did that where we went into the studio for three days and we did pre-production for, you know, eight, ten hours for three days straight and we came out with a product that was like, it's just better than we could have imagined because we were used to going into the studio with, you know, five, six, seven songs and just recording them as they were. Yeah. Whereas that wasn't the case this time and once you sort of grasp the concept of letting other people sort of have some type of artistic um, direction over your music, it opens up a whole new world for your band. Mm -hmm. um, that, honestly, that, that was something that we had to come to terms with when we did the Horonis Complex EP because we weren't ready for that shock 
like a shock to your system when you go in with like five songs and your producers go, oh, we're cutting this and we're moving this to here and we're cutting this section and we're going to add a section here. And it's like, oh, shit. What did they yeah. do to my song? Like, yeah. But it's the producers have, you know, your band's best interest at heart. And like, if that's, you know, the only thing that people, if that stops people from going into like the studio with producers and doing pre-production, then like do it. Like, don't yeah. let that stop you. And, yeah, basically, production is, like, step one. Okay. Make sure yeah. that you Make sure that you get the right product, you're happy with what you're getting, and, you, you know, at the end of the day, your band sounds good. But, of course, as musicians, we're artists. Like, you have to make sure that you still maintain some type of integrity to what you're creating. And we have a really good relationship like that with our producers where – they know, I suppose we've worked with them for so long now, they know what our vision is and yeah. they just they just help bring it out that step further where we can't do it ourselves. Yeah, okay, yeah. That makes sense. That was a long explanation, but... That's okay. <laughs> That's all we want. Um, to switch onto a totally sort of different topic, um, yep. was it... Was it Buried in Verona that you supported at Max Watts? Was that yeah. was it them? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, that was listed as like I think it was your favorite venue to play because you had that mm-hmm. massive final final show for them. Who yeah. would be part of your sort of dream lineup to be a part of? Oh man, that's a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, I think a big one for all of us would probably be Kill Switch Engage. Yeah. Um, for anyone who saw us in the early days, we used to play My Curse at like every single show. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, Kill Switch would be a big one. Probably Parkway Drive, um, Fourth My Valentine, um, Architects. Um, uh, these days, Polaris. Like, yeah. playing with Polaris would be sick. Like, yeah. Um, those guys are just insane. I think that would be, you know, that'd be a big one. Yeah, especially being Australian and wage war. I mean, the boys love wage war. So I feel like I need to get into them because I keep people keep recommending them to me. <laughs> uh, they're so good. We all, we went and saw them um, when they came out earlier this year, and they're just so good. Yeah. Yeah, they're really good. Get onto them. All right, I will do. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there anything else coming up for you guys? Um. Uh, I don't know. It's obviously hard to do anything at the moment. So yeah, yep. um, where we've been sort of like trying to think of ways to obviously keep engaged with our audience. Um, once Booth Hurts sort of, you know, starts to die down a little bit, um, we're hoping to, you know, release a few different things like some playthroughs and maybe some covers and stuff. Um, yep. And then, yeah, at the uh, at the end of the year, we we might be going back into the studio to do another record. So, um, okay, well, fingers crossed then. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of it for now because, I don't know, I guess no one knows what's going to happen, whether yeah. shows are going to return soon or not. Like, So we honestly don't know. Like, we've been talking about it between us all. Like, what are we going to do? And we're just lucky that we had this, you know, we had Truth Hurts ready to go, um, mm-hmm. especially, you know, Dead Ends came out just before coronavirus came like it took over and yeah, yeah I mean uh, yeah that's kind of it hopefully we'll try and ride the wave of truth hurts for the next few months and 
one five shows come back, hopefully we can hit the ground running and play some play some good shows. Well, I've had it on repeat for like a week, so <laughs> it should be fine. <laughs> That's awesome. I appreciate um, that. Yeah, of course. Um, probably the last one. Um, so the backbeat that I'm interviewing you for is a podcast and everything, and where pro- our priority is to support Australian music specifically only. Um, and we try to ask everyone we interview what their top three current Australian artists are at the moment. They could be new or old, but Australian. Yep. Um, Polaris. Yep. <laughs> um, oh, God, who else? Um, oh, I've got to think about it. Polaris. Um, geez, that's a hard question. <laughs> yeah, we, we always forget to pre-warn people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, obviously, definitely Polaris. I think yeah. um, Alpha Wolf at the moment, like they're making waves. Like they're, yeah. they're doing, they're great at the moment. So Polaris, Alpha Wolf, and uh, to Octavia. They're like our oh, really yeah. close, they are really close friends. So definitely yeah, to cool. Octavia. Okay, sick. Hmm. Um, was there anything else you wanted to chuck in and chat about? Uh, no, Any last really. words? I think that's it. Okay, well, that's all I've got. (laughs) All right, cool. Um, Well, thank you so much for your time. Awesome, no worries. Thanks for having a chat. Yeah. Um, Enjoy your day. (laughs) Thank you. You too. Take it easy. See ya. All right, bye. Thanks for listening. Check out Truth Hurts by The Motion Below out now and let us know what you think. Stay tuned for next week's episode with Jack Pierce, one half of the acoustic folk duo The Pierce Brothers, where we chat all about what isolation has looked like for him, the new Pierce Brothers releases, working with a twin, and his newfound passion for woodwork. It was definitely a laugh. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.